There's something about lights and Christmas. There's something about the lights in a home. I, I, I'm, we've been married 28 years, Jennifer and I, and I never forget the first year. I thought, man, I'm going to try to put up the lights, and that's not my gift. And so anyway, so we, we do have lights on our, on our home and, and, and nice lights. It's beautiful. Matter of fact, subdivisions, neighborhoods, people start competing now. You do realize that, right? They make a little pack with their, you know, their neighbors. They look, let's beat the other street. Let's, let's just kind of go up to another level. And it's, it's like elaborate, some of these streets. It's like a magical forest you go down. Now, now there's lights that people, I don't know how they do this architecturally, but I know there's lights now that kind of like people like leave up all year long. I don't know if they put it into the design. Some of you may have that. And it's like the day after Halloween, boom, the lights go on. Seriously. It's like crazy about these lights. And there, there's something, there's something about lights and Christmas. A friend of mine recently went to a doctor and the doctor, he got a physical checkup for his body. And so one of the reports that came back, it says you're low on vitamin D. So he's thinking to himself, look, I'm going to get, you know, kind of a regiment, vitamins, prescription. There were some things he told him to do, but here's what he told him to do. He says, the, the way to really boost that is you've got to get out and you've got to get in the sun. Everybody say it, light. Light helps your physical body. I wrote down all the different things. Light helps you. It actually helps things to grow. And there's something so unique and so connected to light and Christmas time. The Christmas lights light up things. Some of you came in here, whatever campus you're at, whatever location, a Church of the King location, you came in and you were so excited because you had your family and everybody's lined up and it was amazing and you're going to have parties afterwards and, and, and people are going to, and tomorrow and actually all the way into the new year and, and you're so excited to kick it off, you've come to Christmas Eve service and, 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 and you are reflecting on, on the wonderful things that are happening in your life and this past year for you. Christmas is, it's illuminated, it's accentuated the wonderful things. But for some people, Christmas is highlighted the not so wonderful things. I had a conversation with a guy recently and he told me, he said, Pastor, this is the first year. This is the first year that we're going to have Christmas without, without my dad. And I got to tell you, man, it's, it's, it's tough. And and, and, and dad, you know, we, we kind of, we revolve around so much of it. You know, dad's got a chair and, and he sits in that chair and he's not going to be there. Matter of fact, Friday night, I spoke Friday night and a lady walked out. She goes, pastor, I got to tell you, she goes, I almost didn't want to come because it's my first Christmas without my mom. And I'm going to tell you, I don't, I'm just struggling. I was crying in the service. So, so, so Christmas Christmas highlights, it accentuates the wonderful things, but also it accentuates maybe that emptiness, maybe that loneliness. Maybe for some of you guys, we're coming to the end of the year. And you remember last year, I always do it, by the way, I'll do it again in a couple of weeks, the first week of January. I'll talk about dreams and goals and, and I'll challenge you guys to write down your goals and to, to believe God. And you did that. It's like, I'm going to do it this year. And so you wrote down goals and, and dreams and you wrote it down. And, and the challenge, though, is we've now come to the end of the year. And the reality is things, things didn't work out the way that you thought. And so for you, Christmas 
it, it's highlighting what's not happening in your life. And life is filled with contrasts. Matter of fact, the Bible is filled with contrasts. And one of the biggest contrasts in the Bible is this theme of light and darkness. I want you to think about this for a moment. In the beginning, God. I mean, God, right? Genesis chapter 1. For those of you, and I will say this, I am so honored every week. We have people, obviously, that are Christians that come to hear the word. But we have a lot of people that are checking out Christianity. And I know this weekend specifically, all of our locations and those that are online, there are people that are saying, hey, I'm going to just come check this out. I want to hear more about God. And we are honored. Church, aren't we honored for all those that are checking out Christianity? They're not sure. We're honored to have you. I take it very seriously, and as a pastor, I'm honored that you'd come to, come to listen to me. And so for those of you that may not know, the very, actually the very first book of the Bible is Genesis. In the beginning was God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Here it is. Watch this. this is, watch the theme. And darkness covered the earth, and deep darkness covered the earth. Uh-oh, here it is. Genesis chapter 1, now verse 3. And God said, let there be what? Say it. Light. The very theme right off the front, it's, it's, there's darkness and light pierces the darkness. It's all throughout the Bible. It's a Bible of, it's, it's, it's a story of contrast. And, and how does that apply? And, and it's how God works even in our lives. How there's hopelessness and God comes and breathes hope into your heart. Maybe there's despondency, maybe there's confusion and God brings peace. In other words, in other words light penetrates the darkness. It pierces the darkness. You think about that major theme, not only through the scripture, but as a matter of fact, even in the Christmas story, I had the privilege. I, every year I, I have the privilege of teaching, you know, during this time. And, it, and, and I'm going to be honest, this is a little pastoral transparency moment. All right. It's like, there's a certain expectation. Everybody comes. It's like, how is pastor going to say the same story a little bit different? Can I be honest? Y'all think that the second thing you think is, what is he going to wear on Christmas Eve? You think that. I did green. How do y'all like green? Do y'all like the green? Is the green okay this year? It's okay. That wasn't real affirming. But anyway, so we won't do green again. But So last week I talked about Mary. And Mary, that great woman of God, called of God to do, I mean, to bear the Christ child. You talk about, you talk about darkness to life. Here it was, she was a, a young peasant girl, a virgin. And all of a sudden, watch this, she's then betrothed to Joseph. That means engaged in our contemporary vernacular. She's engaged to Joseph. And then an angel of the Lord shows up, Gabriel, I mean top of the food chain, and gives a message to her. That she's been chosen by God to bear the child, I mean the light of the world. You talk about going from dark to light. How about, how about the shepherds? I always love the shepherds. and Many of you have the manger scene and you've got those shepherds, man. They're right there, you know, and they're just, and every now and then we lose one. We got to get another shepherd, right? It's like, we got to get the shepherds, right? And it's very biblical. But what about the shepherds? The shepherds, you got to read this. Luke chapter two, they're, they're, they're out taking care of the sheep. I guess there would be shepping, I worked on that all week long. Man, I, 
And they were taking care of the sheep. And all of a sudden, you talk about, they're literally in darkness. Matter of fact, if you go to Israel today, like today, there's still shepherds, still taking care of sheep. The difference is they have four-wheelers now. Literally, I'm not joking, those of you who have been. So they got four-wheelers, and so there's literal shepherds, they're in the darkness, and all of a sudden, the sky, the night sky opens up, and an angel of the Lord declares that in the city of David, the Christ child is born, and then the whole place opens up, and there's a, there's a heavenly host now. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. I mean, it is like amazing. And what do the shepherds do? They literally... They go from obscurity, unknown. Do you know how many preachers, priests, religious people this weekend are talking about that group of guys? They literally went from darkness to light. Can I tell you something? Wherever light goes, it changes things. And how about, how about the third group, the Magi? Who are the Magi? Well, they were... They were the court astrologers. They were the court advisors. They were in modern day, they were Persians. In like modern day Iran, that's, that's kind of where they lived. And, 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 and what were they doing? And, and they, saw, they saw a light. Matter of fact, when I was in fifth grade, I was in the school play. And, and I was one of the, the, the kings, the three kings. And we had to sing the song, you know, we three kings of Orient are... Y'all know that I can sing now based upon that video earlier. But anyway, and, and, and I'll never forget singing that. And it was, it was just a wonderful experience. Can I tell you something? You talk about literally going from darkness. They're court astrologers. They're trying to do all this stuff. And God, watch this, God chooses them and there's light. There's a star that appears to them. And it leads them. It leads them to the to the Christ child. Can, can I tell you something? Every time God shows up in your life, can I tell you something? You're never the same. And so the Bible's a theme. It's a, it's a, it's a theme of contrast where, where may, and by the way, maybe you're in darkness right now. Maybe you're in darkness because you feel like, man, I'm confused in life. I feel despondent. I, I am so honored. We're honored as a team that you'd come because my prayer, my hope is that you would leave here today and that you would allow the light of Jesus, watch this, to break into the dark place of your heart. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. So they arrive, and who do they find? Jesus. I, I love this. John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. In him, this is in Jesus, in him was life. There's a lot of pursuit to try to experience life today. People do adventure things. They'll go to great lengths to try to experience life. And if I'll just do this, if I'll do that, and nothing wrong with adventure. Uh, but can I tell you something? You'll never ultimately be satisfied in an adventure. Your ultimate satisfaction will come through a person. His name is Jesus. Ultimate life is not doing something. Ultimate life is receiving someone. Uh, the Bible says in him was life. Everybody say life. Here it is, here's the theme. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Yeah, the Christmas story. The savior of the world, born of a virgin. So powerful. Jesus then grows up. 
And the story, the narrative is that he's, he's born in Bethlehem and he grows up from, from till 30 years old. He's, 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 a, he's a carpenter and he's, he's, he's doing basic things. And, and, then, and then his ministry begins at 30 and then he's crucified at 33. By the way, and then he does this famous sermon. And in this famous sermon, he, he begins to talking about what we call the seven I am statements. Matter of fact, I taught a series years ago called the seven I am statements of Jesus. And one of the things that he says about himself is he says this in John chapter eight, verse 12. He says, I am the light of the world. Now, what you think about that statement? He says, I am the light of the world. And by the way, I know the difference between an indefinite and a definite article. That's called a definite article. Not I am a light. I am a preferred option. I am a light among other lights. He says, I am the light. That's called the definite article. In other words, there's no other options. It's not, there's a bunch of options, a little bit of Hinduism, a little bit of Buddhism, a little bit of new age, a little bit of that. No, Jesus makes it real exclusive. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, everyone say no one. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is no salvation outside of Christ. Every other thing is man's works. It's your attempt to try to make yourself right with God. If I'll just do enough good, if I'll just help enough people. Uh, there's nothing wrong with helping people, but helping people doesn't make you right with God. What makes you right with God is receiving Christ and what he did for us, what we couldn't do for ourselves. That makes us right. That's called grace. And my friend, that's why, that's why he is the light. He's the light. I, I remember as a, as a young man, I, my, my parents made me go to church as a kid. And uh, I remember at 16 making an announcement, I'm not going to church anymore. My mom said, that's fine, but you're not getting lunch money. So, of course, then I went to lunch the, following, uh, the church the following week. I was like, I need to eat. When I was in college at Tulane University, I was invited to a Bible study by two, two girls. Matter of fact, the mom of one of the girls is, is, is in our church. And uh, matter of fact, the son of one of the girls is in our Baton Rouge campus. And it's powerful. And these two girls came up to me, invited me to a college Bible study. And I got to be honest, at first I was thinking, I, you know, I just, I don't want to do this. It was hard to say no to these girls. I was just like, well, okay. And so I show up, it's on a Wednesday and I walk in and there are all these kind of Jesus people, you know, I'm like, oh gosh, these are Jesus freaky people. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would have said, I believed in God. Yeah, there's Jesus. He's out there, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to serve him. And at the end of the Bible study, the Bible study leader says, if everybody just bows their head, and I'd like to just say, would you, would you be open to receiving Jesus? Are you a Christian? And, and I, I know he was talking to me. And can I tell you something? When he was making an invitation to receive Christ, there was two thoughts that went through my mind. I want every location to hear me. Here's the thoughts. Number one, my first thought was, and I thought this thought in my mind, Steve, you've sinned too much. See, I knew the truth. I would grew up in church, but I stiff-armed God like that. I kept God at a distance. And the thought was, Steve, you've sinned too much to really be forgiven. I, I've got a word. Here's the word. I've got a word of encouragement. There's no sin that you can commit. No one is too far away. No one has done too, you know, horrible thing. No sin is too great that the blood of Christ can't wash you, cleanse you, and make you new. No sin. 
We like to categorize sin. It's all sin. And it's all washable by the blood of Christ. Let me tell you the second thought that I thought. Here it is. Oh, don't miss this. And I say this respectfully to some of you. You believe this second thought. Oh, I, I've just got to, I tell you what I got to do. I, 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 got to, I got to clean myself up. And if I clean myself up first, then I'll be ready to present myself to God. That's not how it works. In other words, some people are saying, you know what? I got to turn over a new leaf. I, this is not about turning over a new leaf. This is not about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. This is about becoming a Christian. It's about surrendering. In other words, it's bringing everything that you are, all, the, all your good, all your bad. It's, it's coming to the feet of Jesus saying, Jesus, I come just as I am. And when you come, can I tell you what he does? Then he's the one that changes you. He's the one that cleanses you. And he's the one that gives you the power to live the Christian life. It's Christ that does that. I said, Jesus, come into my life that night. October 27, 1987. I said, come into my life. Forgive me. You can say this is hokey. You can say this is goofy. But I'm telling you, the next day when I woke up, I felt just the weight of sin had rolled off my life. And I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. The sky was literally bluer. The grass was greener. And I knew that I was saved. How many are grateful for the power of Christ? So my question is, where are you today? Yeah. Pastor Steve, do you ever make mistakes? Sure, I make mistakes. But the Bible is very clear for the Christian. Whoever follows me, Jesus said this. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. As a Christian, we don't live in darkness. We go through trials. We go through tribulations. We sin at times. We come short. But, but we don't live in darkness. Our life is not characterized by darkness. Jesus said it. Whoever. Everybody say whoever. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You know, the last few weeks, uh, many people have gone shopping. And for the guys... Yesterday, you went shopping. <laughs> it's like, come on, you know what I'm talking about. It's like my brother. We used to, I love my brother. Keith, he's two years older than me. It was like I told him one year, I said, Keith, quit bringing me back scratchers that you get at Walgreens on the way to the Christmas party. You know, it's like I had like five back. You know what I'm talking about? They're back scratchers. I was like, I really don't need any more. I promise. So we've all gone shopping at some level. And, 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 and you know, I don't know whether it's Academy or I don't know, you know, Hobby Lobby or, or of course, Heaven on Earth Bass Pro. God lives there, kind of. But anyway, so when you, when you, when you walk, watch this, when you walk into those places, when you walk into those places, most of them, they, most, not all, but most of them have automatic doors. And the way an automatic door works, watch this, an auto, it, it, there's a sensor. So that sensor picks up motion of somebody walking in. And so the sensor is picking up motion and then the sensor, it, it, it goes off and so it opens the door. It's a whosoever sensor. In other words, the sensor doesn't discriminate against anybody. Doesn't matter what background you are. Doesn't matter what race you are. Doesn't matter if you have a criminal record or you don't have a criminal record. Doesn't matter if you're addicted or not addicted, depressed. In other words, the sensor, listen, it's a whosoever sensor. Can I tell you something? That's who Jesus is. 
In other words, it's whosoever. A lot of times we think, well, I'm bad. I, this person's not as bad as me. I'm not. No, 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 no. It does, listen, whosoever means if you have a criminal record, you still come. If you don't, you still come. If you're depressed, you still come. If you're not depressed. In other words, Jesus accepts, receives, and saves anyone that come. It's whosoever. It's whosoever can come. It's whosoever. Whosoever comes and follows me, they won't live in darkness. They won't live in darkness. The problem with living in darkness is, is that you can't see. And when you can't see, you don't make right decisions. And when you can't see, you don't get life. It's like, what is life about? Okay, I grow up, try to get educated, save a little money, have retirement, just try to figure, no, 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 there's a much bigger purpose. That's a part, but there's a much bigger, there's a much bigger plan. It's called eternity. It's called having a relationship with Christ for eternity. It, it, when your eyes are open, you can see, but if you're in darkness, you just don't get it. Do you remember what it was like before you were a Christian? And people would talk to you about the blood, the cross, resurrection, you're like, I I just, I don't get it. It's because you're, before you're a Christian, you can't see spiritually. But after you give your heart to Christ, your eyes are open. And, and, and then, then you see. But if you're in darkness, you, you, you can't see. Just for a moment, just pull the lights down, just for a moment. If you can do that. And that, that's the problem with, with being in darkness. When you're in darkness, you can't see you can't see people correctly. By the way, when you're in darkness, you can't see yourself correctly. When you're in darkness, you can't see your purpose. Matter of fact, two weeks ago, I was walking behind the stage. It's very dark back there. And I didn't have my phone with a little light. And I used to have a little a friend of mine who we didn't have a flash, nothing. And I was, I was actually by myself and I was walking and I ran into a pole. You laugh, it hurt. But anyway, so... And, and it really did. I was like, oh, gee, I hit the pole. And, but the reason why I hit the pole, it's because I couldn't see. How many times in life do we keep hitting things and we keep going through the same problem with the relationship and the same thing and the same? It's, it's you can't see because the moment you see, the moment you step into the light, doesn't mean all your problems go away, but you have wisdom and you have God's grace and God's power to navigate life differently. So when you come to Christ, when you come to the light, when you come to Jesus, when you surrender your heart to Jesus, you come into a personal relationship with Christ, watch this, you actually, you actually, you step into the light. Yeah. And when you step into the light, you see God. Oh, not only do you see God, but you're able to actually, you're actually able to see yourself correctly. And you're able to see your purpose you're able to see the next step. You're able to see others. Life makes sense in the light. So, so my question is, are you living in the light or in darkness? Do you have a personal relationship with Christ, the Lord of life? Or are you still trying to do life on your own? Pull the lights up just for a moment. I'll say this, and I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads. I say this very respectfully. Do you know Christ? I'm not talking about are you religious. I'm not talking about have you gone to church before. Do you, have you ever personally surrendered your heart to Jesus 
the Lord of life. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads. Every one of our locations, I just sense the Holy Spirit right now. God loves you. God's not mad at you. God's not waiting to get you. He's actually waiting to bless you, waiting to forgive you, waiting to cleanse you. Maybe you've never come to that point where you've trusted Christ. Maybe you're still trying to do life on your own. Every one of us have to come to a point where we literally give up the, the steering wheel, the control. We say, Jesus, I surrender. And we come just as we are. We don't clean up first. We come just as we are. And the Bible is clear. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I can't save you. Church of the King can't save you. Jesus can save you. So my question is, are you at peace with God? Have you ever said yes to Christ? Have you ever surrendered your heart to Christ? In just a moment, the count of three, I'm just going to ask for a show of hands. I promise you I'm not going to embarrass you, but right where you are, you sense the Holy Spirit. Just like I did in that Bible study, October 27, 1987. The Bible says no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. The Holy Spirit's been drawing you. The Spirit of God is drawing you to Christ. You're not where you need to be with God. You're going to have an opportunity in just a moment. The count of three, I'm just going to ask for a show of hands. Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I need the blood of Jesus to wash me, cleanse me. I want to surrender my heart to Christ. If that's you, the count of three, just lift your hand up high. One, two, three. Quickly, hold it up high so I can see it. God bless you guys. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you and you and you. God bless you guys. God bless you up top. Anybody over here? God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, son. Anybody else? God bless you, sir. God bless you way up top. You and you and you. Yeah. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you, ma'am. Yeah. I just sense the presence of the Lord. God bless you right there. Yeah. Anybody else? Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. God bless you. Way up top. Yeah. God loves you. He cares about you. God bless every one of you. Church, let's pray with those that are trusting Christ. This is the most important part of every service that we do here at Church of the King. Can, can we pray with those that are trusting Christ? Then we have one more song. It's going to be wonderful. But I don't want to miss this moment. Let's all pray together. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I let go of my past, and I turn to you. I turn to the cross. Say, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. I want you to say this. Say, Jesus, I take my life and I put it in your hands. Now, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. Wow, what an amazing message and really an awesome time together, celebrating Jesus together with our church family. And we're about to go into one more song of worship here in just a little bit as we wrap up our time together. But we do wanna take a second right now to just talk to those of you who may be making a decision to give your life to Jesus in this moment. This is a special moment because we believe this is the moment that changes everything. This is the best decision that you could ever make. The Bible says that when you're in Christ, the old has gone and the new has come. You're a new creation. Today is a brand new day and we are so excited for you. 
Yes, and if you are making that decision today, I'd encourage you to text the word DECISION to 822-822, or if you're watching the service live right now, you can engage with one of our hosts in the chat room right now. One of our team members would love to follow up with you as you begin this new journey of following Jesus and just resource you with some tools uh, as you continue to follow him for the rest of your life. Yes, absolutely. Well, hey, we really enjoyed having you here for Christmas at Church of the King. It was an amazing time together. And we're about to go into one more song, Silent Night, together with our church family. And so we just hope that you have an awesome rest of your Christmas season, that it's a peaceful and joyful time with family and friends. And again, Merry Christmas. just the voices can we do that I love this part it's so precious let's just sing just the voices
So I just want to say one last encouragement. And uh, by the way, y'all did a great job. And y'all look tremendous, tremendous. You know, it's interesting, the whole message, John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Do you know the only, this is powerful, one of the only pictures in the Bible where Jesus calls himself something? There's a moment where he turns to the disciples and he looks at them and says, you're the light of the world. Now, it's not their personality. It was Christ in them. Everybody say, Christ in you. When Christ is in you, guess what? Then we become the light of the world. It's Jesus shining through us. And I want to say this. There's going to be Christmas parties. There's going to be dinners. There's going to be all kind of things that are going to be happening. By the way, not just on Christmas Eve, Christmas morning, but all through New Year's and into the new year. And here's what I think the loving challenge that the Lord is telling us. Let the light of Jesus shine out of you. Let the love and the light of Christ. You never know. Everybody's got a hurt. Everybody's got a hope. Everybody's got a dream. Everybody's got a pain. Every person that you meet has a story, and they're carrying something. And we have the opportunity to be the light and the love of Jesus, to flow out, to let Christ flow out of us onto their lives. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the gift, the gift on that Christmas morning, that first Christmas. Joy to the world, the gift of Jesus, the light of life. Lord, we're so grateful. I pray a blessing over every man, woman, boy, and girl. We thank you. We thank you for the gatherings together, the families and friends and everyone. Lord, let your love and let your life shine out of us. Spill out of us, oh God, we pray. Flow out of us, oh God, we pray, to hurting people in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, come on, can we say Merry Christmas at the count of three? Come on, can we do it, everyone? Let's just do it. One, two, three. Merry Christmas. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll see you.